Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comic book movies and TV shows, comics, movies, TVs. We got a great in-studio guest today. We got Mr. Jeff Gomez, transmedia guru, giving a thumbs up over there. Uh, we've also got my my trusty co-host Hassan Godwin. Esteemed. Oh, esteemed. Esteemed, sir. You don't like trusty? No. Okay. Esteemed is way better. My Thank trusty you. co-host what? Hassan the- Godwin. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> we're going to renegotiate. Uh, in the background, we've got uh, we've got some we got our, our regular followers as well. Jersey Jedi just logged on. We've got uh, a spot of premiere Stark. We missed you. We haven't seen you in a while. Um, and uh, we got Fico Leone, who again hopes that the station burns <laughs> down. Hope the mic explodes in your face from your coffee breath. Ha ha! I drink tea. Ah, <laughs> you got him. Got him. That's the last we'll hear from him. You take that. <laughs> Spotted Primera Stark said, go Pats, I'm back. Um, if you want to join the conversation, they're actually tuning in via Periscope. Um, but we're also live on Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. And uh, on Periscope, it's at Michael underscore Dolce. So, uh, a lot of you. A, well, lot of, a lot of... This is true, actually. <laughs> I, I am very esteemed, actually. I think what I think the show that's... needs is less you. That's what, that's what I think. <laughs> I, I can't actually argue with that. <laughs> of course, because that would make you an egomaniac. Um, <laughs> 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 Ooh, wow. You even you even managed to like disable yeah. my, my self-deprecating yeah. response. I win. That I is, win. You do win. You do win. You do win. Settle down, boys. Settle down. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is the kind of camaraderie that's that's grown our uh, legion of followers to <laughs> three or four people. So we're, we're, we're doing good. Um, <laughs> but we do have some uh, some some business to clean up before we do anything. Um, if you're snowed in, which we kind of were last weekend, if you were snowed in and looking to entertain the kids, Fun Food Flip is the game for you. Each player gets dealt a handful a hand of food cards and must come up with the most gross, most interesting, and most delicious combinations for each of the four courses. Just wait till your kids come up. Just wait to see what your kids come up with. If you like apples to apples, no laughing. You'll love Fun Food Flip. Go to funfoodflip.com. Um, and I also want to welcome our newest patron. So if you go to, um, again, this is me, michaeldolce.com, mm-hmm. it'll actually take you right mm-hmm. to the Patreon page. Um, it's just easier to remember. Oh, you're focused. You know, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Focus is good. Um, so our newest patron is Omar Morales. He's a great guy. He's, uh, I've actually um, colored a book for him uh, a while ago um, called The Crusader, but he's got a story in the new anthology called The Forgotten. Uh, the Golden Age is back and better than ever, reimagined by top creators in the industry. This anthology collects over 20 short stories, paying homage and tribute to some of the greatest heroes and heroines lost to time. Uh, what does that mean exactly? It means that these Golden Age characters were actually created way back in the 30s and then eventually fell into public domain, and now right. they're doing a cool little anthology, resurrecting them and, and remoder- remodernizing awesome. them. Um, but we don't need to really talk about Golden Age characters remodernizing because we've got – we're just Batman. And if you can see me on the, on the feed today, it's Batman, Batman, Batman. I'm dressed like Batman, but you can't see me. Well, we actually maneuvered it so you can. See, look at this now. We're going we're gonna to show. Oh, oh, no, we're going this way. No. There's Jeff Gomez. <laughs> There's Hassan Godwin. Uh, look at our technology. Our technology is like awesome now. And we just made everyone that's a, that's a contract violation, by the way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is true. Um, he's like, I got into radio, not TV. <laughs> exactly. So for anybody who hasn't... Um, Heard Jeff before. Jeff's been on the show twice before. This makes this marks three. You're now the winner. Oh come on! You are. You, you're. You're. Uh, 
Echo, yeah. echo, echo. I am now a temporal, on my own show. That was a temp- we had a temporal <laughs> shift. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, oh, it's a temporal was ex- earthquake. That was exciting. around me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a force of nature. Mm. Um, and yeah, so you actually, you're, you're like the winner. I, we were going to get you something, um, but we Where just, is it? But I literally... <laughs> I literally just thought of it right now, and I was like, oh. "We probably should have gotten you." Something. I was gonna, I was gonna blow up your spot and say, hey, "You never talked to me about that." Well, that's because I literally just <laughs> right, came up right, with it right, right now. Right. Um, you, so, you do it to yourself. well, you know, when when the four P comes, we'll we'll, we'll do something. We'll do something for that as well too. <laughs> um, but for our audience that has may not know, uh, Jeff, you are uh, what I like to call a transmedia guru. What is what is transmedia and what does guru mean? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a producer, so um, uh, I use uh, a, a technique called transmedia storytelling to uh, develop uh, big intellectual properties to the point where they can be comic books, video games, movies, television shows, podcasts, anything. So kind of like the Lego movie Batman, where a good example, right, is is where you have two franchises that are kind of completely mashed up um, and become the number one movie in, in the Lego world. Lego Batman is a transmedia expression yes. of the Batman. There you go. There you go. Now, we were going to talk, and we are going to talk, about whether Lego movie Batman puts the rest of the DC universe to shame. Whether it's the best Batman movie, because some people are arguing it is. Some people are arguing, at the very least, it's the best Batman plot. And we will argue all of that. Um, but first... Best Batman movie's hard. Best Batman plot, not that hard. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Because the plots haven't been we're, that intricate. We're going to talk about that in a second. But the first thing that came up was uh, a, a nugget that Hassan tossed my way. Report. Hmm. Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore. It's all in the hypotheticals, but... But yeah, that that like I said before, this uh, kind of uh, deflates my platform. Uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, where I said it was not going to be such a big deal, I, I tried to calm the room, you know, saying that he, at least he still wants to be Batman. Right, right. And, well, um, now according to Collider, uh, the actor, writer, director is wanting to leave DC Films entirely, exiting as Batman, citing three sources connected to quote unquote connected to what's going on at Warner Brothers. Um, the show host of Collider, uh, John Campia, stated Affleck is in talks with the studio to quit the project. Oh, oh, gosh. Man. Ben Affleck, make no mistake, he does want out. He doesn't want to be Batman anymore. I've been told Ben Affleck is talking with Warner Brothers in an attempt to get out of being Batman. And if they do not let him out of being Batman, the standalone Batman film will be the last time we see Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, this will get it. I mean... But is that good? No. No. Is that good? Like, it, well, the fact that the guy doesn't want to do it anymore, right? And the fact that it means that if we even get another Batman movie with him in it, it'll be the last one. None of those scenarios are good, right? However, um, for, to my surprise, many, many, many people mm-hmm. unanimously—well, it can't be unanimous if it's only many—but sure. but many, many people have have said that his 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 uh, Batman is their favorite. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I, thought, I don't understand I thought you his, guys. I thought his Batman was. I think he needed Weight Watchers, but, but <laughs> you know, personally, no, but, but I enjoyed it. But the problem, my problem with Ben Affleck, yeah. he's always Ben Affleck. Yeah. So even in the, he was, that was Ben Affleck in I the Batman suit. I think that's too. what made his performance to me so exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I actually didn't look at him like Ben Affleck. And halfway through, I'm like, wow, he's really good at not being Ben Affleck in this movie. In this he's movie. being Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's a good thing. So, Jeff, we were talking in yeah. the green room. About the dysfunction of, of Warner Brothers uh, and the question that Hassan and I kept posing to each other, you know, is it sad Affleck? Is it, is it, is, <laughs> is it internal Affleck that's making him want to leave? Like he had 
poor reviews for Batman v Superman. Live by Night hasn't really rung. Uh, you know, got kind of got a little panned and didn't bells. do very well right. either. So is that why he's stepping out, or is it, or or is it because there's something greater going on at it, Warner Brothers? It's, it's not. There's something. Uh, um, there's a, there's a problem uh, in the studio, and you can see this when you step back and mm-hmm. look at the pattern uh, that has emerged uh, over and over again with with the various productions that have come out, but also the productions that are uh, right now. In the process of mm-hmm. uh, of of being uh, produced, so so you have um, it, it essentially really uh, it's it's strange because Kevin Sujihara, who's who's the uh, uh, chair of, of Warner's, he's yeah. he's the the big Kahuna there. He wants uh, he understands brand and and he understands how to uh, cultivate brand, and uh, and yet he was uh, given this amazing brand that at first he really didn't pay much attention to. Sure. Uh, um, uh, my company, Starlight, Run- Starlight Runner, keeps uh, tabs on, on all the studios and, mm-hmm. and the processes of these yeah. kind of genre pictures. And, um, and uh, eventually, when Marvel just, just took off, of course uh, they're going to want to parlay sure. their characters. Um, the, the, the problem is, though, that Warner Brothers had a kind of auteurist approach. Mm-hmm. The director as artist. So you have the, the, uh, the situation where, where they let uh, Nolan have his Batman. Right. Uh, the problem with auteurs is that they break their toys when they're done. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so, uh, so there's no more Batman after sure. that third picture. Um, and now you had uh, you you gave uh, Zack Snyder uh, an auteur right. uh, the, the toys, and he decided to play out his fantasy uh-huh. of of those characters, which was a deconstruction of of the characters. Yeah, the problem is he blew them up yeah. <laughs> before a whole generation really understood who sure. they were, um, and um, and so. That's what uh, Ben Affleck walked into, mm-hmm. a, a situation where his character was already deconstructed, mm-hmm. where, where, um, where Batman was already, at the very start, at his darkest mm-hmm. ever, pretty yeah, much, yeah. That, that we'd ever seen him on screen, right, right. Hassan? Right. You think and the killing? The killing, probably, well, right? Well, yeah, the killing. <laughs> <laughs> probably didn't help, right? But the branding and, and that yep. sort of thing. He was a, 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 an older yeah, furious uh, uh, Batman. Yeah, and um, and where do you go with that character? Yeah. Okay. So so th- um, when you don't have a franchise visionary, someone who mm-hmm. who truly understands what the big picture is and how it's going to unfold over the course of years, you, you as an actor and a director, you feel a little bit insecure. Sure. And that's been the the, the problem um, uh, with without somebody to make Ben Affleck feel secure. <laughs> well, I, then I, I'm then, telling you, that's then a he serious sad, issue. Then he's sad, Fleck. Then, then he's sad. <laughs> yeah. So we actually talked about that in the green room too like you know dc is supposed to be the host the, the like the house for you know come you do your artistic vision you do artistic vision and then they kind of see what's going on with marvel and they say eh, but also kind of do this too and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of meddling and and, and middle you know messing around that kind of goes on so uh definitely something to, to watch um and and what's going to make matters worse and when we come back we're going to talk about it a little bit is 
there just there was a Batman movie that just came out that was pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so even more pressure to live up to. We keep talking about this green room. What is the green room? The green room is an all access pass to anybody on our Patreon page. Shameless plug. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans: Omar Morales, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, John Hoff the Third, Ashley Haikai. And our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producers, Steve Hovecki and Brian Phillips, who get access to that green room. Uh, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Uh, if you want your name shouted out on our show or you want access to the green room to check out the conversation, interact with us before the show, uh, go to our Patreon page, michaeldolce.com. Okay, when we come back, the Lego Batman movie puts the DC Universe to shame. Oh. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comic book movies and TV shows, um, anything comic book related. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you know that, but that is actually Hassan on bass no. in that in that music, yeah. by the way. This we need really a new band. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know. This camaraderie that Hassan and I have uh, dates back to uh, goes, our, goes, our, our music days. It goes back a little ways. It goes back. And, and our work days. It wasn't when you were interns at Valiant Comics, <laughs> stealing my Magic the Gathering cards. That was a that's a Hassan thing. I was a wizard uh, guy, yeah. so you know, it definitely worked out pretty good. All right, well, we were talking about uh, Ben Affleck, um, Affleck stepping down. Yeah, sad Fleck. Affleck. Sad Fleck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> stepping down, and and maybe one of the reasons um, besides the dysfunction um, behind the scenes at Warner Brothers is the fact that there's a lot of pressure now, and I think I think Ben Affleck doesn't really like it. Well, that pressure was just doubly added now. Uh, where we had a fantastic movie, a fantastic Batman, you know, was movie. It, was it fantastic? I think it was a spectacular. It's spectacular. And um, how many superlatives? An can esteemed. We fit in one it was an esteemed. Oh, okay. More um, adjectives. More yeah, adjectives. An esteemed movie. But uh, <laughs> no, Lego Batman took number one at the box office. Uh, my first question, and I threw that out on social media: Was anybody really surprised it was going to take number one? <laughs> Not really. Right? I mean, like it's these in a market all by itself. These, you know, these and there are no more. There are no kids' movies out at the at the moment. Sure, there's it's, that it's too. Dominating right now. I think also, if you think about it too, right? I mean. I feel like even a bad animated movie is so much better than a regular anime, a regular movie. Um, sometimes that it's going to naturally just. Even though I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the Pixar 
uh, phenomenon. No, and, how come? And, uh, that's a long story. <laughs> we got a guest. We don't want to talk like that. Wow. Guess. But uh, uh, I think they're a little saccharine, and uh, they're they're kind of samey, even mm-hmm. though they're very they're all visually different and visually amazing. They're kind of it's a, it's kind of the same moral tale told over and over and again. Yeah. And um, if you're if if you have the if you're unfortunately not one hundred percent interested in the visual, sure. Then you're, you know, then it's just not a worthwhile experience. So, uh, what we have in right now, opinion. well, I, and I think it's a very valid opinion. Um, sometimes, no, but so, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I mean, there are people writing now about how this could be like th- this puts the rest of the DC universe to shame. Uh, Forbes wrote, "As much as I enjoyed the Lego Movie, I think um, Batman is the funnier and better paced of the two. It yeah. al- it's also better than any of the DCs." DC attempts at live action superhero films. Mm. So Jeff, I ask you the yeah. question, you know, how is it that I guess the, there's there's so many questions actually in this, right? The first question would be, how is it that animated films always seem to get it right when it comes to story and pacing and dialogue? Like it, it always seems to just is it just because they they're they're not working with actors and they can control <laughs> every little thing <laughs> or is it because uh I mean, why? What what's your what's your take Here, on that? Here's how and it, it's kind of a sad reason Mm -hmm. um there are very few people who are making all of these animated movies (laughs) yeah so so it's really just a small handful of talent that are terrific at doing this Mm -hmm. um and they come out of uh, uh just a very few factions uh in in hollywood and they're they're just building great animated movies, and, yeah. and we're, we're the ones that are really stumbling and falling, are the ones that aren't made by those guys. Um, uh, so, uh, the, the Bat, Lego Batman was just made by top talent. Sure. Well, but but you know, Lego Batman is, but then Lego Movie was, and that's right. I, you know, all the Pixar people. I mean, these are yeah. after but, after I just. Uh, well, Randy out. Hogan actually, who uh, who joined <laughs> us in the Facebook feed, says he has no soul. That's that's <laughs> why. That's why. <laughs> this is that's well why. known. I that's don't understand why. why uh, <laughs> uh, I actually saw that the Lego Movie, which which surprised the heck out of me about how fantastic it was. It's amazing. So right? if you're see- if they're saying this is a Batman movie is better than yeah. a Lego movie. That's uh, yeah. uh, that's there are many are big there are definitely fail. but you know you, they everything it just always I feel like animated movies like just always hit the nail on the head in terms of character and story and and I mean even even like the art right. you know archetypal uh, things you know what's what's the conflict what's what's the goal mm. of the hero what's standing in the in the hero's way a- another you know? another good reason is uh, uh, and to speak to what you were saying before Mike w- is that there is tremendous focus on story in, yeah. in the production process yep. of animated features um, uh, the 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 script development process in Hollywood really is kind of broken sure um, you you've got to hit uh, a certain deadlines. Uh, anyone from anywhere can impact a, a screenplay uh-huh. um, a, of a live action film, whereas these animated studios are super insular. Yeah. Um, and, and these are story specialists, and they're hammering and hammering and hammering and break it apart and put it back together mm-hmm. until it truly starts to sing. Now, you guys worked on some licensed um, properties, building story universes out. I mean, sure. uh, did you find that that versus maybe working on you know stuff for Sony wa- was... Uh, was it more fulfilling? Was it was it easier to work with, or was it kind of the same from what you guys do? Uh, no, it's it's what what we do is tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we've worked with some animation um, uh, many years ago, and, and more recently with um, STX Entertainment. Um, 
Uh, and um, and that's a pleasure because there is a lot more control that you can uh, assert. When, when we're uh, uh, working with a, a studio like Sony on a property like Spider-Man, yeah. um, uh, you have many people who are, uh, you know, ha- kind of have to, I call it lifting the leg yeah. in dog uh, vernacular. Yes, there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh. Um, and uh, <laughs> nice. and you, you've got problems after a while. Yeah. For our audience, uh, Starlet Runner is uh, is the company Jeff founded, and it works on story Bibles and story universes and, and helps them, uh, you know, develop uh, worlds essentially is what you guys build for these for these companies sure. and, and uh, you, you, know, you were able to work on the Men in Black film and the Spider and the Amazing Spider-Man franchise and we'll get into that a little bit too because sure. we actually talked about that uh, last time you were on as well too yeah. in what they chose not to not to follow mm-hmm. and not to do and 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 all that fun stuff but are mashups now the future of of these big spectacle movies, the summer popcorn movies now. I mean, even if you think about it, right, Captain America wasn't a Captain America film. It was an Avengers film. Um, so maybe True. it's it's within the same universe, but you're mashing up Spider-Man from Sony Universe now, mashing in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a, I'm going to just keep um, using the word mashing. Even M. Night Shyamalan, without, uh, without giving too much away, is is seemingly attempting to do oh okay yeah don't give away because I haven't ah, seen I haven't seen that far but yeah there you go there's that mm-hmm. um, we actually I had you on um, at a moment's notice which I appreciated last year when Men in Black 23 was was you know MIB 23 was announced to the mashup of 21 Jump Street and Men in Black and they're making uh-huh. that movie I mean so is this well, the future <laughs> um, the the idea of um, of creating story worlds. Um, mm-hmm. it is, uh, I, I think it's a good one. It's a fun one. All of us were raised in story worlds, yeah. the Marvel universe, the DC universe. There's a continuity. There's an integrity. Things crisscross over. Star Wars is doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter, to a degree, is, is now uh, uh, doing that. And, and, um, and that's great, uh, providing you have a visionary guiding the uh, entire uh, uh, process. Um, you, you make more money. You're you're sure. leveraging your assets. Look at the CW and all those uh, DC superhero oh. shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Uh, Greg Berlanti has um, a, a special effects studio, uh-huh. and um, and those are shared assets. Every one of those shows yeah. saves a lot of money by going back into those effects uh, oh, categories yeah. okay. and utilizing uh, stuff that they've got on hand. That's the kind of insight I would never yeah. ever even think Absolutely. to bring sure. to the table. Sure. Because I'm like, wow, look at that. That's pretty. <laughs> pretty. That's really explosions. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful explosions. So one other thing that Forbes wrote, too, when it came to Lego Batman movie. And, what and do we, they know? Uh, well, Forbes. Well, it just happened. It's actually two articles. Well, actually, no. One link to the other article. I'm very lazy. Look, I just go to like one website. <laughs> really? And I'm like, that, hey, here's Forbes. That's the research? Boom. Done. <laughs> well, uh, we have Patrick, our intern, but I have yet to utilize him uh, for, for research purposes. I, I'm going to have to start doing he that. Just, but. He, just, he just moves behind me menacingly. That's <laughs> yeah. me. What he does. Yes, essentially that is exactly what, that is exactly what it is. There he is. Woo, menacing. Oh, there, he is. there we go. Stop, stop. I got a re- I got a request from Sam to 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 show more people on camera as opposed to just me. We need a bigger camera. I do. I do agree with that. We need an entire sound system and department. I mean, that's 360 that's, 360. You know, yeah. 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 <laughs> um one of the things that they wrote though, which was interesting though, and, and it was Lego Batman movie actually has the best Batman movie storyline in history. Mm. Something struck me as I watched the film. Yes, it's funny, but at its core, stripping aside the comedy and some of the Lego specific elements to it, this actually has what I consider to be the best Batman storyline ever put to film. Not mm. the best movie per se. No. 
but, but the best specific plot in my eyes. Let me let me talk to you a little bit about the 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 theme uh, that was used and and the reason why I think so many people are responding to it. Um, uh, it, it is actually the answer. <clears throat> this movie is the answer to all of those other Batman films, particularly the ones of, over the past decade, uh-huh. um, be, because. Um, it, it's saying that um, that without any connection, uh, this character is crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and he will go more and more out of his mind <laughs> without and, anything to do. We, without we are spoiler without, free here, by the way. We're a, yeah, we're, we're yeah. a spoiler free uh, show. Uh, okay. no, now but, we are, but uh, <laughs> spoiler ish free um, connection, which is a theme that you see over and over again in animated sure. features. Um, is is the salvation of of any great uh, heroic character, particularly a dark one. Yeah. Um, it keeps him from going over the edge, and um, and people I think are responding to that because they're kind of tired of of killer branding Batman. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, actually, that's an interesting way to put it, right? Killer branding Batman. Um, <laughs> well, I, I I will I will kind of say that the the. Um, the what is what is basically seen as probably the best or the the the, the most high end production of Batman, which is uh, the Nolan Batman. Sure, which yeah. um, I've I've got serious issues with. Um, F- wait, hang on. Funny you mention that because in the article, in the article, oh, they yeah. actually say that plot wise, as great as those Nolan films are, he could he can line up dozens of websites where people are actually finding the plot holes. So, I, which is uh, years ago. When uh, when they were when they were at their peak and you couldn't say anything bad about them, I sure. said eventually when the next Batman oh, comes yeah. out, they'll start to deconstruct all of this right. stuff. Right. Um, just as uh, we were talking in the green room about, uh, or, uh, or you just mentioned, oh, I love uh, the plug. Jeff. I love the plug. Yeah, in yeah, the green no, room. I, I, yeah, I'm part That's of it. Right. Um, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> just as you mentioned that uh, uh, that Zack Snyder was deconstructing uh, Superman and and eventually Batman. Uh, Nolan's uh, Batman is a, a very strong deconstruction of just the mythology of what was uh, what surrounded by Batman, and uh, that it's very jarring because it was pretty unexpected. Sure. Also, um, uh, what's his name who played Batman in the Nolan movies? Uh, oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale didn't seem insane, you know. Right. He seemed right. moody. You know, he was right. a little angry, mm-hmm. and he was he was trendy. He was crafty <laughs> with his with his devices. Sure, but he didn't seem like he he this was a pathology of his. Right, and he didn't really seem to have to earn the Batman thing because he kind of just went to Morgan Freeman and said, "Hey, what do you got? I yeah, got yeah, yeah, I got to yeah, be yeah. Batman tomorrow. What do you got?" <laughs> so, which it, is how the wealthy would do it. Right, right. But I mean, I mean it, and it, Scrooge McDuck works smarter, not harder. There's so many things that actually work really well in those movies, mm-hmm. but the the main thing, the the Batman was the thing that I thought worked the least in those movies, which made it very hard for me to, to get on board uh, with those films. So if you're saying, I, I mean, I can understand uh, this, this Lego movie probably getting it uh, it, it, right. probably, it probably strips everything down because he's probably Batman in this Lego right. movie, and mm-hmm. he's not Batman in the Bat in the in the Dark Knight movies. Very good, very good point. Very good point. All right, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I want to ask our audience. We have we have a lot of people on uh, social media right now, and I kind of polled them earlier in the week too. What do you think is the best Batman plot out of all the Batman movies that have come? Um, and we're wow. also gonna talk a little. Uh, we're gonna talk a little Legion. Because uh, Legion is another look at all these great examples of That's just right. building story universes and transmedia. It's as if they knew we had a show <laughs> when we come back. Okay. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 
If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk about comic book movies, TVs, TV shows, anything related in this TVs. pop culture. Well, we talk, we talk about, about TVs, TVs as well, too. The stuff on the The TV. new Panasonic is fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've heard I'm telling that. you right now. You know, the one that shows the pictures? Oh, right, man, right. That with the move, words. Actually, oh, with them. Yeah, no, we're going to move on from that. we got a <laughs> tremendous guest in studio. It's Mr. Jeff Gomez, our hey. transmedia guru. Um, again, you can stream us on Facebook, Secrets of the Sire. Do um, it. You know, S-I-R-E, Secrets of the Sire, Facebook.com. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter, Michael underscore Dolce. Michael, um, Michael, 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 Michael. My Michael, Instagram Michael. is mdolce64. Yeah, I mean, at some point we'll <laughs> do me, something me, with me, this. Me, 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 me. Yeah, Hassan, actually, Hassan made a, gra- a grand declaration in the green room. He is going to actually participate in social media. Yes, yes. Which, which I, is, I'm, I'm threatening to uh, to do so which is very scary which i i you know for I, social media pre- yes yes <laughs> I, I in advance i apologize to everyone for what's about to happen <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking uh before we went to commercial about what the best bat and so lego movie batman uh, apparently to all the reviews just hitting the nail on the head in terms of like a great batman movie and jeff you even said like this is you know depicting batman the way he should be which is which is crazy um He's What's the best like Batman movie plot? We'll, we'll take mm. Lego Batman movie out of the equation for right now, just simply because people might not have seen it yet. We don't want to spoil anything. Um, hint, the Joker's in it. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, you had a, if you had a pick, again, now this is different than what's the best Batman movie, because, I mean, that could be, you know, I mean, then you have things like cinematography, you have the actual visual, uh, you know, special effects, you have the acting, you have the directing, you have all this right. other stuff that can go into it. Just based on plot, What's your what's your what's the best one in your opinion? Gosh, um, the uh, uh, the the to me all, all around um, uh, and as close to a masterpiece as you can get is the the Nolan uh, uh, second Batman mm-hmm. film, uh, which is called The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. <laughs> now, 
which I was do, a dark night for me. When I do I saw agree it. with Hassan. <laughs> I, I agree with Hassan that Nolan has a a dreamlike sense of plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think of it that way. <laughs> you you you. If you concretize, it's going to fall apart on you. Um, but um, uh, with regard to uh, an, an expression for the the decade in which the film was made. Um, there, there is a powerful uh, resonance. Um, uh, the Dark Knight is is nine eleven, um, mm-hmm. and and is um, our sense of uh, doing whatever it takes to assert control over pure chaos, sure. o- over these entities that can enter our lives and and disrupt. Uh, n- not something overseas, but but something in, in our own city. And um, and that's terrifying. And um, and the the Joker just the the Heath Ledger's incarnation really really was quite striking. I think so. Now you roll. You kind of rolled your eyes at the Dark Knight being the best son. I, I only rolled my eyes because it's like a standardized answer. Um, you just, you the hate best. the norm. You hate what you hate when when a well, conglomerate no. people come together. The Dark Knight is contrary. <laughs> the Dark Knight is the best. Probably the best Batman movie. Sure. Um, all three of those Nolan movies are fantastic movies. Yeah. They're just bad Batman movies. Yeah. But it's a great movie. Um, the reason the Dark Knight kind of kind of transcends uh, and rises above everything is because it's really a Joker movie. And sure. as a Joker movie, it's, it's, it's excellent. Yeah, that's a great if point. It's a, and Batman's just kind of there. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. But mostly it's a Joker movie. And, it's, uh, and Heath Ledger's uh, Joker just kind of rises off of the, out of the screen and... And it ruins the Joker f- for everyone who's going to try to do the Joker afterwards. So we were actually talking about this, not just in the green room, but in the research prep. Because we do some research. We do. I, I, we, oh, I can see the air quotes that I'm putting up. Yes. On, on the, yeah, yeah. Damn, uh, damn. I know. I, I thought this was radio. Next, next time, out of camera shot. Yeah, out of camera mm-hmm. Research. No. <laughs> um, but we were actually, I mean, we were discussing, though, too. And you kind of you kind of fancy the first, the first Tim Burton movie maybe as having the best plot. I think that's the, well, you know why? Because it's simplified. It's Alchemist Razor. You know, it's like I'm Batman and you're the Joker. I'm going to stop you. You know, um, and uh, no, but you had an even deeper uh, perspective, well, which I thought was pretty cool it, in terms of the attention that that Jack Nicholson's Joker in, in is terms to get. of the of the actual ideal of it. It's more so the the reason those two heroes clash is because they're both freaks, and they, they <laughs> one wants to out freak the other. Sure, and that. Um, uh, the the Tim Burton Batman is really the first showcase, the first the first acknowledge a widespread acknowledgement that the that Batman is just as insane as the Joker. Sure, you know, and the reason that and they're, they're basically the yin to the other's yang. Uh, I, I I prefer to think of it as the Ouroboros. It's the snake eating its tail. They they invented each other. Yeah. Well, that's why we have you on the show because <laughs> I would never even I, I can't even pronounce the word you just used. <laughs> I thought he said Aurora Borealis. Yes. Yeah, I was like, really? Which was the lights? Like, I yeah, saw the no lights. lights. What the? This Gomez guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You're making fun. <laughs> There's Aurora Borealis. <laughs> in your kitchen. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Who, who likes no, the Simpsons? Come on. Come on. It is absolutely <laughs> true. I think. I think the 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 need of the two uh, to to keep slamming into each other until one of them has done, and then subsequently in the years that came after, they've done very yeah. most of the great Batman stories are about the the just the two of them and that strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
um, uh, relationship that they have. Uh, one of the greatest uh, of the animated series is when uh, it was it was speculated that Batman had died. That one of these uh, the, one of the, some okay. some low rent uh, uh, criminal had killed Batman, and he was going around saying he he's killed the Batman. Sure, mm-hmm. and the Joker put him on trial. The Joker was furious about uh, oh, having, great. having <laughs> killed Batman. It's, it's, it was wonderful. Um, so that's why I like the Tim Burton one the best that's my mm-hmm, favorite mm-hmm. i do think that the dark knight is a better movie um and i think it is because there are a lot of uh there are a lot of layers there's a lot of nuance in it most of these movies and uh, most superhero movies are very cookie cutter yeah and they don't have a lot of depth and they don't have a lot of uh, uh you know uh, uh you know uh gray areas but but the dark knight is very strong we were talking off off uh offline off camera off radio whatever you want to say though in 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 doing this too there is a huge cult following for that second batman movie with danny devito and michelle pfeiffer though yes which which fascinates me now because probably mostly because of michelle pfeiffer i probably think (laughs) (laughs) wait in this we are unanimous (laughs) (laughs) she's the best cat woman right i mean like hands down we can we can yeah we're 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 just gonna give it unless julie newmar well well, that's a that's a completely yeah. different category, though. You're getting into a whole we have, different. We have we have transitioned into something yeah, completely yeah. different. Although uh, uh, Hathaway did a, is the only thing that was, in my opinion, that's really good about Dark Knight Rises because <laughs> I liked I liked Hardy's there Bane. Are no. volumes? There are dictionaries full of things that are wrong with Dark Knight Rises. No, now guys, uh, from a world building perspective, and here is uh, to to step back again and look at the behavior of the studio and the decisions that are the creative decisions that are being made wouldn't it have been awesome if they used suicide squad Mm -hmm. to have elevated the joker into a new stratosphere of power influence and menace if the joker by himself could have uh, uh, very nearly beaten the entire Suicide Squad, that would be an amazing opponent to then pit against... Uh, Affleck's ben, Batman, ben Affleck's Batman, or or whatever Batman's going to be next. <laughs> You're right. No, <laughs> but they, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's the same. Instead, problem. They, cut, instead they cut his scenes. It's the same. It's <laughs> yes. it's not understanding stories. It's the same problem they had with uh, the Man of Man of Steel when they had uh, yeah when they had Superman's father beat the main villain first 15 <laughs> minutes into the film. Right. And you have Zod, this guy is supposed to be the menace for the for the entire film, and he's already neutered in the first sure. fifteen minutes of the. the, the and it, like, why would you do that? You know, or the same thing. I, the argument I have about uh, the Force Awakens, but we're not going to get into Ooh, that. now. We're, now yeah. we're cooking. Yeah, let's not even. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick Tom Hardy question. Yeah. Does anybody know what he actually looks like, <laughs> like in real life? Like I, I've been, I've been watching The Revenant. I yeah. have no idea what he looks there like. There are in rumors. That. There are rumors I, like, that he's, he's got a... the Bane outfit. He's in some. He's in a new TV show. Right? Taboo. In which case, you could not tell no. what he looks like because no. he's covered in filth. I think Just, he's a. I think no he's a black guy. Right? <laughs> I think he is guy. too. He's the yeah. Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. he's, wow. he's very honored. Wow. He's very honored in my in my uh, community. Look, he's a great actor, and that's all that counts. Yes, that's. I don't think he. You can't really. I think. Closest like, to Tom uh, to, to 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 his actual self is uh, Star Trek Nemesis. That's the closest you're going to get <laughs> to actually seeing he kind of like what Patrick he looks Stewart? like. Yeah, <laughs> with a bald head. That's the closest that's you it, get. That's to it. That's, that's Tom Hardy. Okay. Closest. All right. Well, you're speaking of world building, which was great too. Uh, Legion 
just came out. We're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. We'll go from a little from a little DC talk to uh, some Fox Studio Marvels, you know, just to just to just to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> um, but real quick, I had a question for you, Jeff. Yeah. I look at the executive producer. I mean, it's it's the who's who of Marvel Studios. How involved are they in Legion? That's very interesting. Um, uh, there there is. A, a stronger influence right. uh, on the part of Marvel Studios with what is essentially a 20th Century Fox right. uh, property, which we know that there's been some mm-hmm. tension between these two. Um, but but that is because um, uh, there there is almost a detente <laughs> when it comes to, okay. to Legion. Um, there's money to be made, and and the X Men uh, ought not to be cast away. We we've proven with Deadpool, we're going to, mm-hmm. I believe, prove with Wolverine that there's plenty of good mileage and depth and richness to these characters. Well, we were talking about this last week, though. The fact we are astounded the fact that Marvel managed to make using your Joker analogy, they jokered up the Inhumans. Above the X Men, like, and how is that oh, even possible? <laughs> they, well, the, the Avengers. Avengers too, the Inhumans. Yeah. I mean, all of these people. They, did, they've, yeah. they've propped these characters that twenty years ago. I mean, yeah, we're at we the bottom the of the diamond. Right. You know, at the diamond sales charts, they are now like, no, no, oh no, I'm, I'm a Captain America guy now. I'm an Iron Man guy. What? What? Like, no, Wolverine is the best there is at <laughs> what he does. That's it, hands That's down. Right. That's yeah. right. So, of course, well, there's got to be. First of all, that Captain America movie. Uh, oh, which well. is which is uh, kind of the start of wait a lot of things are possible here because <laughs> right. that was a Captain America movie in a very cynical time sure. where there's going to be potentially this 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 cleft chin guy waving a flag around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the way that the way it was done and the way it was uh, the, the the way the story was constructed and the way it was executed uh-huh. where in the middle of the film I I, I looked at my friends like this is really good and yeah, then yeah, at the yeah. time uh, comic book movies weren't really great you're you talking know? about the 1991 version right no no yes yes of course <laughs> i'm sorry did i just, not differentiate just, just that in a fantastic four oh, yeah, right, yeah. right after yeah. that one in the 90s man that's when movies were the never mind um but uh we we had come off of speaking of which we had come off of fantastic four yeah um with the with no, the no, jessica was, alba yeah, and, the, was, well, and it, the best part of we it. were yeah and we're coming out we just we just got iron man Her and we and were Catwoman. all surprised that it was that was a, yeah. a huge hit and then they said okay we're gonna do we're gonna do the avengers we're gonna do captain america yeah. we're gonna do something and, and everyone was like mm, you're never gonna pull this off and Captain America. Let me let's uh, talk. Let me talk about Cap a little bit from a business uh, standpoint. <clears throat> there were people who um, who told uh, um, uh, Kevin Feige and and uh, and the Marvel guys, you can't win with Captain America mm-hmm. because as soon as it crosses the ocean, nobody's going to watch this. Sure. Um, uh, and um, and the bottom line is that the smart thing to do was to give Captain America. A set of universal values and be true and authentic to mm-hmm. those values because everybody could look at uh, a skinny guy uh, who, sure. who wants to participate, who wants to do something, serve his country, um, and can't. And then this, the, the 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 machinations of that plot are are appealing universally, yeah. and um, and then escalating it in the in the next picture by by giving him. Not uh, a foreign enemy, but an enemy within a domestic enemy. enemy, uh, Let the world know that Captain America was going to stand for his values, Mm. not blindly follow 
uh, whatever the government tells him yeah. to do. And that really created an embrace of that character. All, and I've been around the world. People yeah. love oh, Captain yeah. America. Well, it was an amazing. It was an amazing movie. That's actually yeah. my favorite of the standalone movies. Was that original cat? The original. Plus, Captain. no one likes Nazis. Plus, it's a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, an edge. Yeah. It might as well be an Indiana Jones film. When mm. we when we come back, I want to pick. Uh, I want to pick up on that. We will talk Legion. We will talk a little Spider Man. We're going to try to sure. squeeze it all in in fifteen minutes. But uh, it, it's interesting. Wonder Woman is now basically doing what Captain America is doing. I want to get your thoughts oh, on uh, the period piece and the comparison Very to cool. the two. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We just lost our intern who managed yes. to like say something very deep and poignant right. off right. camera, off air, and while we're coming into mm-hmm. commercial. Menacing but the entire time until the end. That's he why was he's the intern. Right. right? I right. mean, at the end of the day, you got to learn these things yeah. along the way. He owns a building. We don't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's an undercover boss. Yes, exactly. Did I just get fired? It's going to be like him here next week. <laughs> Do I get a severance package? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we were talking. So we talk comic book movies and TV shows. And uh, we were talking. Uh, welcome back. A spot of Premier Stark and Randy Hogan. Thanks for being with us again uh, as as well. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, Periscope. We're on uh, TalkRadio.nyc. It's a call-in show too, by the way, which I, I always fail to mention. Um, but whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> we can. Uh, we were talking about the Captain America movie, and something really, really interesting kind of popped into our heads here. It's like, wait a minute. Now, Captain America worked as a period piece and was kind of like the movie that proved that Marvel could could do this and Jeff you even said that you know overseas they thought no way is Captain America ever going to fly but it did uh, Wonder Woman is coming out this this year it's a period piece it's kind of the movie that everyone's kind of hoping is going to be the one for DC that sure. kind of works for it are they just basically copying what it's Captain also, America did? Also a hero with a shield. Uh, it's also a hero <laughs> with a shield. Um, I never actually, I, I kind of in passing noticed there were similarities, but really analyzing it, is Warner Brothers making the same mistake again? Uh, I, I actually, knowing a little bit about the story and uh, and what they're doing on, on the project, again, um, uh, my, my concerns are, 
for a, a consistency of vision mm-hmm. and and a narrative uh, drive that speaks to the heart of DC as opposed to uh, a lot of the peripheral uh, aspects of the DC mythology. Sure. Um, so yes, there are some similarities. Although Wonder Woman takes place in the First World War, not oh, the well, Second World War. Oh well, then it's completely different. It is not completely <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> Um, but the 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 chief uh, a- enemy, um, I, I won't give up uh, too much. But Is um, it the Germans, it's <laughs> it, it, it's a it's it's a being based in uh, mythology. Okay, this Greek Roman Greco Roman mm-hmm. mythology, and um, and I know that um, that Marvel has the the Norse gods, and, sure. and we're we're seeing uh, Thor and so forth. But what Marvel did was streamline that mm-hmm. aspect of its myth- mythology into the core um, originality of, of the Marvel Universe. They do that with Doctor Strange, too, in a yes, way, right? Yes, they do. I mean, they take Absolutely. that and they, and they funnel it into, you know, there are aspects of this world, and that's okay. That's correct. But there's this. Yep. Um, uh, in, in the DC Universe, you're going to see Greek gods and, okay. and, and so forth. And and so you're asking the audience to, to buy more than a world where there are superheroes now there are and and very early in the development of the franchise now you're going to to get this kind of weird mixture of superheroes and gods and and so what and, you're saying is Hassan so is the is the secret villain he's the uh, well, he is the Greek god that is going to come there is no secret <laughs> it isn't a secret actually <laughs> I, I can, I can been, attest I, I've been menacing you this entire time well this just, is very just ignoring me this is very well <laughs> 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 I was always a Roman guy <laughs> <laughs> Not a Greek guy. It's totally different. It's my toga. It's the um, toga thing. No, last time we had John, we talked about the Amazing Spider-Man and the fact that you, you know, uh, your company worked with them, but then they chose not to really kind of, um, you know, I don't even know what the word is to kind of adhere to the, the guidelines you you're, you, you kind of outlined for them to make a successful franchise, making sure the character stuck with certain values. Um, talk to us about if you can maybe elaborate on what those were if you can and and. Um, and what you think with Spider-Man: Homecoming? Is there going to be some? Is there going to be a difference? Are we going to because now it's in the Marvel family? Is it streamlined now? Right. Um, it, there's definitely going to be a significant difference um, uh, with uh, with the last two, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films. Yeah. You had a a director who had a very specific kind of sensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a kind of romantic sensibility uh, sure. to to Mark Webb, and and he's he uh, you could see that in the two films. The problem is that it made uh, uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider Man subservient uh, to the the people around him, sure. um, uh, particularly the women. And um, and and that made him very emotional. Uh, that made him seem uh, out of control for too too much of a percentage of each of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second film, he gives up um, for stretches of, of time, sure. um, and uh, and ultimately he fails. Um, right. And um, and we we warned Sony that that those were too many strikes against that character. Uh, obviously, our first instinct was mm-hmm. get Spider-Man to the Marvel Cinematic Universe sure. as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> um, but the answer was no for quite a while. Yeah. Um, the film uh, also ends in a funeral. Yeah. You shouldn't really do. <laughs> it's a, a, a funeral. And, and then they're, they're digging up aspects of the mythology that only serve to 
a, a diffuse um, a Spider-Man instead of uh, focus him and, and put him on his on the right track. I also thought they made so much of the Rhino um, in in the pre in the run up to the film <sighs> yeah. that expectations were dashed at the end of the film With when missiles. he only. I mean, you had Paul Giamatti playing the Rhino. I mean, yeah. how awesome would that have been? Yeah. There you go. yeah, reminiscent of maybe uh, uh, Danny DeVito as the Joker. I mean, as a, the Penguin, and it kind of fashion. could have been, could have been. Oh, could know? have been right. Yeah. So what it could have been, yeah. right? I mean, absolutely. And then you go and see it, and it's a guy in a in a in a anime mech suit. Yes. that looks like a rhino. No, no. I mean, that's a complete no waste of talent there too. So, Sadly. So with Spider-Man: Homecoming, um, obviously there's going to be uh, we we even you know you touched upon it before. They streamline uh, the mythology for Thor. They streamline Doctor Strange. Um, are, are they going to streamline that? And, and my other question too is, that is one of the least. Uh, that is the biggest movie I should care about, and I, I don't care about it at all. Homecoming? Yeah. I don't yeah, care about it I really it think right you're now. going to. I, I think you're going to see a delightful uh, a yeah. Spider-Man. You're going to see uh, a Spider-Man that exists squarely within the, the Marvel uh, universe. Um, uh, if, if you think back at the comics that you enjoyed, <clears throat> the, the greatest Spider-Man sure. comics, you're going to, to see that. I also think he's going to be tested. Um, which uh, 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 the other, spy, you know, Tobey Maguire and uh, Garfield were not truly tested in terms of their strength, in terms of their uh, perseverance. I mean, uh, bits and pieces, but... but I this, would say Spider-Man 2. Well, everyone says Spider-Man say 2. Spider-Man that's, 2. That's a great movie. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It still is. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but that's uh, far too much a rarity. We're, we're going yeah. to see um, uh, uh, a much more... Um, uh, back to basics, uh, a Spider-Man like in the new Peter Parker, the spectacular. Ah, I yeah, that's that, right. Uh, yeah, that was that nice. They're advertising that. back to uh-huh, basics, uh-huh. as opposed to the forty-six thousand Spider-Mans <laughs> running around the Marvel universe currently. <laughs> Dan Slott is is failing me miserably on that on that run of Amazing Spider-Man right now, and I loved his his initial Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Dan run. is great, um, I, and he's a great writer. So I'm not, you know, right. he's actually just falling short of the expectations he helped create for himself. I feel like, but. Yeah, I agree. They, they kind of missed the mark with that. Don't forget, there yeah. was a lot of challenges, though. Uh, the Spider-Man characters faced significant uh, test in the third Spider-Man. That hair was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. Like, really bad. The whole goth oh. look. I mean, it was just, you know, it's not a good look for it. The third movie is not to be... <laughs> It's really not to be discussed at all. So we've 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 covered a lot, and I'm glad you you brought up the chip uh, Chip Zdarsky going back to basics. Um, I, I'm worried though that Spider-Man is overexposed though at this point in in the film universe, right? I mean, I think that the fact that you know what do we this have? This will be the sixth movie. Be the sixth movie in 15 years. I mean, essentially, right? I mean, that's. It's still being beat by Fast and Furious, so well, I mean, and look, I and look at the money maker. But that look is. at Dom though; he's turning on the crew this this time. I gotta see that. Seen a whole lot of Tony Stark lately. <laughs> yeah, this is true. true too. I so, feel like I feel like that's an overexposure. Yeah. Uh, an overexposure too. Like in my mind, I'm still looking forward to the next Batman movie, even though he's been around just as much as the, as Spider Man has. But I don't know. I, I mean, what is it? Yeah. Is it maybe because they haven't? No, I can't even say they haven't done a good Batman movie. Nolan killed it with his Batman movies, at least in the sense of he being did. And satisfied. I am looking forward to Justice League. What do you, th- what do you think is going to happen I, with I, that? Uh, it's, it, I'm, I'm hoping it's it's fun. You know, I I I'm, I'm try, I try not to be cynical about uh, Warner Brothers. I'm always rooting uh, for him. I'm rooting for him too. But yeah. Aquaman, eh? mm-hmm. Eh? 
Vinny Chase? Vinny Chase. Sure. Why All not? Right. James Cameron. <laughs> well, I want to I want to thank our guest uh, Jeff Gomez. Jeff, where can people uh, find you on the, the social media that Hassan is going to? Uh, All right, on join. Twitter, I am at Jeff J E F F underscore Gomez. Remember the underscore because the other Jeff Gomez gets really pissed. Yeah, he didn't like that I tagged <laughs> no, him in something. No, <laughs> no good. Um, and uh, just look up Jeff Gomez on Facebook. You'll find me. Awesome. Well, uh, his company, Starlet Runner, he's done a lot of tremendous story building. Uh, next week, we're going to have another writer on it's, uh, from D.C., Justin Gray. Uh, he's got a new Kickstarter going through Devil's Do. Want to check out some of that stuff. Plus, he's going to tell us the story of how he stalked Joe Quesada into giving him his first break in comics. Fantastic. When we come back next week, Secrets of the Sire. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 